Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And we are live. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to our first official guest of the new fall group, uh, Dr. Andrew Pfeiffer. Listen, we are so lucky and excited to have him because he's a busy man. He's been with us before. He has a passion for the program. He's here to answer your questions on water. Um, we have made a list of some of the main questions. Um, we're going to try to get through as many as we can. Uh, Dr. Pfeiffer is a urolic oncology surgeon specializing in kidney, bladder, prostate, and many other things. Hello. Welcome. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Nice to see you as always. And uh, you're always uh, so busy working with all the uh, wonderful people on the program. And certainly a pleasure to talk to you guys again and to, to see what I can do to help out and answer some questions. Happy to. Thanks. Why don't you just tell us, because we do have a lot of new people in the group. Why don't you just talk a little bit about yourself, sort of like kind of what your specialty is and um, how you how you're how you're sort of involved in the pro your experience with the program sure. um, and your knowledge. Obviously, like Dr. Pfeiffer is it knows what we do here. You know what we do here. You know what we talk about. Um, you and I were just talking about the importance of this, like how much water do you need? And, you know, people, there are people who do need to be mindful of how much water they're drinking. So we're going to have a real conversation about that. You know, sure. so some people have to worry about dehydration. So we're going to break it all down. But can we just, how about you introduce yourself and tell sure. us how so, you are. <laughs> so again, Andrew Pfeiffer, um, I, you know, I always get embarrassed talking about myself, but here you guys, and, you know, I'm a okay. urologic oncologist. I work in the greater Toronto area. Um, my specialties are kidney, bladder, kidney cancer. I do a lot of research. Um, I see a lot of other things in urology practice just to service my local population, uh, including, you know, things like incontinence and bladder dysfunction and voiding dysfunction and dealing with all those things that plague people um, really all throughout the spectrum of life. Yeah. Um, see, you know, of course, kidney stones and all that stuff as well. Um, so I, I, you know, part of urology and oncology training is really focusing on metabolism and um, cancer metabolism and fluid dynamics. And part of basic surgical education uh, is really focusing on how the body responds to fluid and how, how fluid maintenance and, and fluid and electrolyte balance is one of the most fundamental concepts in surgery and in, in medicine in general. So, yeah. um, so, and, you know, my familiarity with the program, um, you know, I, uh, uh, you and I have a common friend, I would say, who <laughs> led me on the program. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've had great success uh, with the program last year. I am proud to say that I'm back on the program now doing my thing and, you know, uh, trying my best and being mindful as you teach us how to do. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm familiar with a lot of the questions that people are answering too, and all the, you know, hesitations and so on, because I myself asked the same questions. Um, and, um, you know, it took a little while to work through those things. And um, I guess I come at this from uh, an educated and a medical standpoint also. Um, that's why I think a lot of the things you're saying are really fundamentally core to, um, to wellness and improvement. So, that's 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 where I came about it. 
Yeah, that's why we're also really lucky to have you. Let's get right into it. So first of all, you know, a lot of you did ask questions on the posters announcing uh, Dr. Pfeiffer coming on. Um, he He's limited, first of all, in his time. So he won't be personally jumping in there and answering any questions. Also, we have to be mindful of, you know, dishing out as we are medical advice. Well, first of all, you're qualified. I'm not. But at the same time, even if you're qualified, you don't know anything about people. So you can only give general information. At the end of the day, people should really be going and talking to their doctors yeah. about their own individual what I will say, Gina, is that I did look at all these questions. There's some really wonderful questions. You have really engaged, a really engaged population of people yeah. with, you know, both sort of really looking to help themselves and specific questions, whether it be cancer or bladder related, a whole variety of things, like really important things, individual questions that require a lot more individual care than a simple, you know, a talk on. And I, I encourage those people who, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I would reach out to you, every one of you, if I could. Uh, to speak to your provider, uh, get advice, and, uh, you know, and because a lot of the things are manageable and treatable. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's get right into it. Why is drinking enough water important? And then what does water do in the body and how much does the water need? So that's three loaded questions. So yeah. I always start so, with number one. Why is, it, why is drinking enough water important? So, you know, we, um, we lose water doing pretty much everything breathing, um, going to the washroom, uh, solid waste, liquid waste, of course, uh, perspiring if you're a workout fiend, things of this sort. So you are constantly fighting against your body depleting itself of water. Um, you know, we water is, an, is obviously a super important thing. We can't survive without it and yeah. it regulates so many of our body functions and the appropriate water amount or the volume and the appropriate concentration of water in your body and your cells uh, serve as really fundamental nuts and bolts uh, uh, functions in terms of how your body reacts to ex like external stimuli, how you get rid of heat, how you eat, how, how you digest, all those things are really fundamental. So, you know, there is a basic water requirement for the average individual, you know, yeah. between two and a half to three liters of liquid a day, uh, yeah. appropriately concentrated, you know, being mindful not to drink too much free water, uh, to, you know, to, to, to be appropriately um, uh, benefited by the use of electrolytes and, and yeah. food and supplements, a whole variety of things. So basically, you know, we're always fighting with a sense of dehydration. We're always losing water from the beginning. You start out here, you go down here. Uh, by the end of the day, you want to keep yourself balanced. And that's really what the goal is. Um, and uh, white water represents obviously a very important part of what you try to say is just keeping yourself hydrated appropriately. So what do you mean by the concentration of water? Like when you talk about that, what, what do you mean by that? So, you know, water very rarely in your body exists as just a free electrolyte free um, fluid, right? Inside the water in your body is full of sodium, potassium, chloride, bicarbonate, a lot of other ions and metals and so on and so forth. So it's a mixture of things. So what really drives your body and really electricity in your body and your nerve function and your heart function is how the concentrations of, of water and, and electrolytes in your body. So you have to be careful that when you are, um, you know, um, just going through life. I mean, forget about the plan. You know, you're going through life. You keep your body sort of in a, home, a, homo, a homogenous kind of zone, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, 
electrolyte, let's take sodium, for instance, right? Yeah. It, 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 it exists at a certain concentration in your blood, right? But 135 to 145 millimoles per liter, which is a, a measure of how much sodium concentration you have. It's almost analogous to taking a cup of water and pouring salt in it and dissolving it in the cup of water. And at a certain point, you can't dissolve anymore. And is that why our tears are salty? Yeah, so well, you are exactly your tears are salty because your body actually pushes more sodium and more salt into your tears, you know, and there are certain parts of your body that it will do that. So you lose sodium sometimes and you lose water other times and you lose both most times. So maintaining that sodium level is really important. There are some people that will drink, you know, liters and liters. I'm, I'm talking about an extraordinary amount, let's say, if they take do a marathon or something like that. And if they don't take, uh, in the electrolytes, the amount of sodium in their body can go down with respect to the amount of water you have. And that is a dangerous thing because you want to make sure that's balanced. That's that's the only thing. So what about, you know, because I think we've been, I've heard all my life that people have to be careful of salt, too much salt, be mindful of salt, all this sure. stuff. At the same time, you need salt. So like what's happening there? Do more people need to worry about getting enough salt or people need to worry about getting too much salt? Super important question, Gina. Super. Um, the salt and water metabolism are are like linked at the hip, right? You if you affect, if you exact change in in your water metabolism, you're going to exact change in your salt metabolism. Now there are people that have um, that cannot, due to health concerns, take in an excessive amount of salt. People with kidney dysfunction, people with really really high blood pressure or heart conditions things of that sort, right? People with swelling of their legs um, who have, for, for other reasons, those, those people have to watch how much salt they have and should be under the guidance of a doctor, right? Um, but for the general population, um, salt is well managed by your kidneys and can be excreted in a certain amount that if you, you know, go out and go to a movie and have that salty bag of popcorn, or you, you know, um, go to a restaurant and they salt things, we all know that salty. Yeah restaurant food is very salty in yeah. general compared yeah. to what you'd make at home. Um, you know, you're going to, your body's going to do a great job at eliminating that salt. It doesn't happen like that, but it happens over a couple of days. And it really depends on how much fluid you take and so on. So if you're going to eat more salt, right, your fluid intake should be about, you know, should be raised also to make sure that that concentration stays equal. So would it be fair to say then that the people who have been advised by their doctors to be mindful of salt also have to be mindful of the amount of water that they're drinking? That is exactly what it means. So salt and water come again, hand in hand. So very, very important, right? If you have, if you're on a medication, for instance, that uh, things like diuretics, which are forced yeah. water from your body, forced salt from your body through the urinary system, um, it's, it's obviously not the greatest idea to refill the stuff that your body and your doctors have said you need to eliminate, right? right. So um, that could be your cardiac function or your kidney function or a whole, whole variety of things. So you have to be just very mindful of, of how much water you take in, how much, but that's, those are sub-segments of the population. In general, right, uh, people um, can be expected to tolerate enormous amounts of water, not enormous huge, but, you yeah. know, more than, you know, but I'm saying, you know, five, six liters of water a day, especially if you work out, 
And yeah. if you work out and you're losing liters of water, um, you need to replenish that and replenish the electrolytes that have exited your body with that water. So um, that's the most important thing. Remember, your basic water requirement is about two and a half to three liters of water a day, depending on your size. Somebody like myself, where I'm bigger, I'm, I need more. If you're a smaller person, it needs a little bit less, but can yes. be driven up, you know? So no one, so again, because people always just want to tell us like, how much do I need? How much do I need? And like how much they need would be dependent on so many different things. Plus the body's needs day to day to day, that kind of thing. Like, how would you, how would you um, know when you are hydrated? Like what, what, like when you do surgery and you yeah. open someone up, can you tell yeah. if they're hydrated or not? Absolutely. I think um, fluid shifts and so on are really, really important. And, um, you know, some of the most important orders that I'll give, um, you know, postoperatively or even before surgery is to hydrate somebody to, to make sure their tissue, their tissues are robust uh, yeah. from a surgical standpoint. There are certain advantages to that. You can tell if people are dehydrated very easily. Um, you know, being parched, you know, being having, you know, no having your lips being dry, there's certain very individual things that can happen. The amount of times that you go to the bathroom, really, it's if you look down in the toilet bowl, and you see that your urine is yellow, really, really yellow and amber. Um, yeah. That's not blood, that is concentrated urine, because your, your kidneys are squeezing all the water out back into your blood circulation to keep it because that your body senses that there's less concentration. I know, I remember I spoke to you about this. You have on either side of your neck, these big veins, the jugular veins yeah. on either side. And, it, and on this side and on this side, you have little sensors, right? Little nerves in these veins that actually detect how what your blood pressure is and how distended your veins are based on how much water you have. And they, yeah. actually, and, and they actually detect how concentrated your blood is. So these little sensors send messages to your brain to tell you to be thirsty. They send messages to your kidneys to say, wait a second, kidneys, don't let all that free water go out, suck it back into the circulation because we, we might be dehydrated here, right? right? That puts extra stress on your kidneys. So drinking enough water throughout the day relieves the stress on your kidneys and lets your kidneys just flow naturally and lets your, kid your kidneys focus on other things instead of squeezing all the, all the things that it needs to pull back into your body to maintain your health. So what would be the difference between like, you know, the body retaining water because it's not getting enough. So it's retaining what it needs. And then someone else's body retaining water because of health issues. Like what would be the difference there? So, so when you have a health issue, right, your body will tend to retain, let's say retain water um, for other reasons. Let's say yeah. if you have, you know, if you have a heart, like the most common thing is a heart issue and your yeah. heart, the pump of your heart doesn't function well enough. And yeah. as a result of that, the water that normally would be pumped all around your body, the pressures exist in your legs swell up because your legs you know, serve as a capacity uh, yeah. for your body to store water. Not yeah. saying everybody with swollen legs you know, has yeah. a heart issue. That's yeah. not yeah. at all. Yeah. Swollen yeah. legs can happen for 50 things. When, it hot, when it's hot outside, you can get yeah. swollen legs. You know? yeah. so, but, but it's very different for your body to... Um, take care of itself. Your body's really smart. It takes care of itself. Your kidneys will 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 not make you pee if you're if you're dehydrated, you know. Yes. And and you'll pee a lot, and you'll pee almost pure water, right? Uh, with a little bit of electrolyte, of course. Um, when you're really well hydrated, so you have to find that perfect balance of keeping yourself hydrated, uh, but at the same time not overdoing it, but not underdoing it at the same time. That's the joy of the plan I like, uh, because there's water is just one 
facet yes. of what you have. It's just one facet. You yeah. focus on micronutrients. You focus on getting your electrolytes in other ways. So if you take water by itself and you put it on a pedestal and you say, I'm going to really drive my weight loss by water only, you're missing out on all the other stuff that need to happen. That's the yeah. thing, yeah. you know? But water together with those things is a beautiful mix because you facilitate your metabolism of all those micronutrients, all those good proteins, all the good things that you're you bring into your body on the basic food plan and beyond. The water facilitates that. It's it's it, it, you know you don't need to worry about only doing that if you're doing everything else. Yes, I want to talk to you because in the video that you did for us, thank you by the way. Um, Pleasure. you talk about how it's not like the average person off the street wouldn't necessarily need to drink the water, the, the amount of water. Everyone is a little different, but because of how often you are eating foods on program and plan, you do need to kind of, you would need a little bit more than average as opposed to someone who's maybe eating like once a day, for example. Yeah, it exactly. You're, if you're not skipping meals and you're sticking to the plan, um, hydrating yourself throughout the day, as you say, is a very important thing. You don't want to do it, you know, sort of one liter at a time. You want to kind of create that ongoing hydration throughout the day. And it may be difficult for a lot of people. It's difficult for me sometimes if I'm scrubbed in and, and doing surgery, I find a way to do it. I find a way, sometimes I'll take a break and do, do, some, do some, some sips of water and do a little bit and you know, go to the washroom and, and find my way to do it. I, I make it work for me. I yes. personalize your plan for me. Yes, I, love that. I do the best I can with fluids on given days. Some days I'm better than others, but I think, I think, I think, uh, what's the famous, uh, Gina Libby statement. Uh, it's, uh, you can't undo one or what you got to get back on the next day. You know I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. What about people who are starting to drink more water? So people go from drinking no water. They start to drink more water. They feel like they're peeing all the time. They're, 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 they're peeing in the middle of the night. They're feeling a little bloated. They, do you know what I mean? They, they feel it. Is that normal? Like what's a normal adjustment to the water? Like once people are getting into the rhythm and they're following the food plan, you know, then they start feeling amazing, but like, what would be a realistic adjustment time to the water? I guess that would depend on how consistent people are, but what would be sort of reasonable like ex expectations? And how come when you drink more in the beginning, you tend to pee more and is that going to get better? So, and then what's the difference between that and your bladder? I got a lot of questions. <laughs> no, no, totally get it. I'm going to, I'm going to unpack that. Um, often the amount of water that you drink is not the only thing that's going to make you pee more. People who are heavy coffee drinkers or tea drinkers, ca uh, caffeine, who, who drink, I know we, we don't, I don't drink personally soda or pop, and I know certain, some people do and so on. Um, those things, um, will, um, push, you know, um, a lot of urine to come out. So oh. it's not only an amount of water, like I'll give you an example, your morning cup of Joe. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not only going to provide you water, which, it, which which your body treats like water. Okay, number yeah. one, it's going to the caffeine is going to actually stimulate your kidney to make more water or to let more water out. And yeah. on top of that, the third thing is it it serves as an irritant for your bladder. It makes your bladder contract. So it, it so it does three things to make you pee more caffeine. So somebody comes to the plant and says, "I'm drinking three liters of water a day now. I'm peeing all night." Well. You know how much caffeine are you drinking uh how are you managing how are you manage when are you drinking it things of this sort those yeah. are important concepts so it's very normal what's a, what the basic fact is if you drink more and your body has no other place to put that meaning you don't need it for your circulation you don't need it for your body tissues and you're well hydrated you're going to excrete more water because your body always tries to get rid of the stuff that it doesn't necessarily need 
Right. So that's the issue when we're saying like you should be sipping on it and constantly keeping yourself more hydrated. That guzzling, I find like you, the more you guzzle, the more you go to the bathroom, right? And that, with that, exactly. that's the thing. Exactly. I mean, there's nothing that's going to make you go to the bathroom drinking a liter of water in one shot, right? <laughs> Yeah. So that that that's what that 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 happens. That's normal because you've you've just given your sensors here a ton of water. It says, "Oh my God, I'm overhydrated." It's going to send the messages, and all of a sudden you're peeing twice, three times. So do you think it's more sort of like drink? What would be more of an issue with people drinking like more water than they need, or drinking water a lot of water in a concentrated period of time? Like, is it is it the amount of water that people need to be concerned about going above and beyond? But again, no one's asking for anyone to go above and beyond what they need, but is it the drinking more water or is it drinking so much in a short period of time? What, what would you say is worse? I think, I think it's both. I think if somebody is, and it really depends on the person, uh, if they're sedentary or active, right? Yeah. The more active you are, the more water you're going to need. The more sedentary you are, the more you're going to go to the bathroom for the same amount of water consumed if you're running. If I sitting at my desk right now and I drink a liter of water, I'm going to run to the bathroom. But if I drink a liter of water, uh, you know, around the time that I go for a run, then I'm not going to go to the bathroom right away because my body's going to be using that to perspire. It's like supply and demand, right? Yes. So, yes. so things of this sort, you have to modify it. You have to personalize the water proportion and, and timing based on your personal life. There's one other factor. You know, a lot of I saw a lot of those questions about uh, specifically um, your female uh, participants with respect to uh, overactive bladder, leaky yes. bladders, yeah. things of that sort. Right now, there are things that you can do to improve your bladder health. Right, because just because you're 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 drinking more water, it doesn't mean it's the only reason why you may having you may be having a little bit of stress incontinence, things of this sort. You know, the occasional drop of urine that leaks when you cough and sneeze, things yes. like that. Or laugh, yeah. yes. Yeah, or laugh. I mean, that happens, you know, for a lot of females, especially those who've had, um, you know, have had children, um, yeah. you know, in, in a natural manner. Yeah. So, so things like this, you know, are, can be treated with uh, first and foremost by, again, don't, not guzzling, but really consistently um, going to the bathroom. We talk about going to the bathroom with, by time and not by feel, meaning that if you go to the bathroom you know, you plan to go to the bathroom every one to two hours to keep your bladder more empty. You're far less likely to get to that maximum pressure huh. you that you have to leak. So great tip. Get, you know, just, you know, you should make a plan every two hours throughout the day, you know, not necessarily at night, you go to the bathroom and sometimes people have trouble emptying their bladder. So, you know, for a typical lady, when they sit to, to avoid, they'll stand up and they'll say, okay, I'm done try sitting right back down and having another go because often the bladder will empty itself on the second time, reducing the future possibility of incontinence. Good tips. Small tip. The second tip, the second thing is, um, you know, I send a, a tremendous amount of my patients for pelvic physiotherapy. I know we've talked about this before. Um, just like you want to, you know, get your biceps up moving, you know, or, you know, get abs or whatever your, whatever part of your body you want to focus on. Um, your pelvic floor is made of the same stuff. And why are we neglecting our pelvic floor, the sphincter muscles, all that stuff, you know, for uh, a typical individual, male and female, you're going to improve your evacuation of solid waste, you're going to improve your evacuation of liquid waste, and you also improve sexual function by strengthening that pelvic floor. So pelvic physiotherapy, there's a ton of great people around, websites galore, I highly recommend it. And for anybody who's, have, who's struggling with that, 
incontinence um, aspect. Because a lot of us are really out of shape down there. That's what, like, can you we, see? Yeah, we're just out of shape, you know? And you've all, everybody's heard of Kegel exercises. Well, that's important. That's only the tip of the iceberg. Doing them right now. Do my Kegels right now. Do right. them right now. Okay, I want to, I know we're, we're mindful <laughs> of your time. And I no do problem. want to, so as much as we talked about the importance of water, people need to be properly hydrated. And a lot of times it's work for people. They need to focus on it because if you're doing the program, you need a little bit more than, like once people maintain their weight and drop their weight down, they can definitely, you know, you're not actively trying to lose weight. You can definitely decrease your water intake and kind of get by on the minimum. But I do want to touch on low sodium um, just one last time. because it's so Absolutely. important because we always have people who do the program and we have the water post, low sodium sodium post and electrolytes and all that. And then we get people who are like, oh my goodness, like I ended up with low sodium and everyone needs to know, like yeah. everyone does need to know. And this is why with dieting, people tend to think that more is more, yeah. especially when it comes to water. And like, to your point, it's such a, it's an important part, but it's not the only part. This is why if someone is restricted in their water, they don't, it just because they can't drink more, doesn't mean that they're not going to lose their weight. So I think exactly. really so important. there are a lot of people who we mentioned before who can't do the, the, you know, sort of who, who are on fluid restrictions, people who yeah again, have medical problems that need to be on fluid restrictions. Those people can still do the program for sure, um, but they need to amp up um, the other things in the program and stay with their doctor recommended amount of water for those patients, for, the, for that particular person. Yeah. Now, sodium, as I mentioned, a low sodium concentration can be a very dangerous thing, okay? Yes. Uh, so you have to be careful that if you're drinking fluid, that you do so in conjunction with the ingestion of other either trace minerals um, or other forms of electrolytes that will keep the concentration of what you drink equal with what's in your body, right? So that's the key. So that's what I do. I mean, I, I, I use trace minerals. I use a whole variety of different things. I mix it up a little bit in terms of um, getting some electrolytes in different ways. The the food pro in the food plan is full of sodiums and potassiums and chlorides and all that green leafy stuff that yeah. we all eat. Great stuff. And that, that works. So you can't go off on a tangent and just forget about everything else and just do the water and drink excessive amounts of water because you will put yourself in a situation where your sodium goes down and you're not going to feel that great. And that could be a life threatening thing in extreme situations, right? Extreme. So not typically not, not, not common at all, but it's, I'm talking about the extreme. So just to your point, you have to be very, you have to be careful and mindful and listen to the whole package of the program and not just focus on that water. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Amazing. I want to do one more question because we did have a lot of cancer survivors, sure. cancer thrivers in the program. And I saw them asking yeah. questions. Is there anything that they would need to do differently specifically when it comes to water? Would that be case by case, individual needs? Yeah. So just in generalities, it really depends on the type of cancer they had, depends on the type of surgery they had, depends if they had chemotherapy or radiation. Every single thing really impacts the body differently. It can be anything from electrolyte metabolism to how um, leaky your tissues are. So some people after chemotherapy or radiation will leak water into around their tissues because their veins have little micro pores and so on. And they'll get swollen because yeah. of something called lymphedema, you know? Yes. Yes. So, so, so it, it really depends. It's very ultra specific, right? Uh, in terms of how, how your body reacts. I mean, um, cancer survivors are unique individuals. Cancer thrivers uh, uh, and their survivorship is so important. And tailoring the plan to your particular situation is of paramount importance, for sure. Um, if you know, if I were to give some general advice, just to broad, you know, your your group of cancer thrivers who are following this and want to improve their lives with the plan, it would be to have a very detailed conversation with their provider. Um, give them a call. Um, if you know their provider should provide an open door policy towards getting them well again, and getting them well doesn't just involve chemotherapy, surgery, radiation, immunotherapy, whatever you have. And just bye-bye, call me when, call, call, God forbid, call me if you ever have a, a problem again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about wellness. It's about improving th their patient's response, not only to therapy, but to life in general and life after treatment, because that's when survivorship really starts, you know, after that. So um, although I can't make specific references, uh, I think that there, there, there are ways in which patients with cancer can do very well on this program for sure, or patients on who have cancer, who've had cancer in the past. I was just going to say, because so many are going to reach out and be like, I need to talk to him. I need to meet with him. I, mm. He is like a world renowned top surgeon. Like he is a busy man. There is no way you're going to be able to reach out to him. I mean, you probably, you're going to try, um, but we're just so lucky to have him. But with that, how would people like in knowing the program and plan, what would you suggest? Like, do people just bring it? Cause you know how it's, it spans the course of three months. It's such a process. You can't judge it on the first week. So what would people, what's the best advice for people who do are working hand in hand with their doctor to take the program? Like what should they say to their doctor to, to help address these questions? I would start with a bunch of simple questions. I think that um, no doctor is going to um, uh, put down uh you know, a, a closer attention to improving your life, you mm -hmm. know, and being more mindful of what you eat and, and taking all the lessons that you, that you give people over the, over the uh, duration of the plan. Those yeah. are all good medically sound things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, and you know, most, most people will agree that to that, but the most important questions is look, you go, go to your doctor and you say, um, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm going on this, on this uh, amazing program. I want to lose the, uh, the weight or I want to feel better about myself, whatever the goal is that they have, right? Yeah. I want to take charge over my eating, what have you. Um, how much, um, how much fluid should I be eating a day? Should, should I be consuming a day? Right. Yeah. Is yeah. there a limit? All right. Um, can, are, are there concerns about electrolytes? Is it okay if I, you know, if I eat the, the you know, just come in, very easily to with your with your doctor just a little printout saying this is really um the basic food plan this is what do you have any problems with this and you know, just to show them and they won't have any issues but just to keep their your provider on the same page 
Um, the one thing I would say is before you take any supplements, you know, yeah. so the supplements, um, you know, uh, can be uh, are very, very helpful, right? Um, but anytime you ingest a either a pharmaceutical grade supplement or something that uh, espouses to do something, whether it be, you know, I see it a lot for prostate health in for, for the guys. I see it for uh, postmenopausal ladies taking supplements to deal with menopausal symptoms, things of like that. Those things should be discussed with your doctor. Yes. Down, thank you, know? you. Yeah. Thank you for saying, because we, we're going to start the supplement conversation. As you know, are well aware, a lot of them are super basic omega-3, vitamin D, magnesium, but I feel the same way. Like it's, it's, I would think I would be remiss not to mention things that can be helpful, but you know, you just don't run out and do something, you know, because you think it, you know, like anybody suggests it. You, this is why we want to bring awareness to it. We want you to take that list and think, I think I could benefit from this and then this. Go to your doctor, go to your pharmacist and be like, what do you think? You know what I mean? What do you think? They, for the most part, everything that we do here is, is, is safe and it's sound and all of that, but there are outliers and specific cases and some people, they do need to be mindful. And this is where we take 25,000 people and we help them make the process individual to themselves. I think that's a big takeaway. I, I think I think that's what it is. You, you've, you know, there's an element to personalization for everybody, even yeah. the completely healthy, normal, quote unquote, normal, whatever that is, person, because <laughs> we all have things, you know, um, it, 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 you know, I, I think the personalization of it, of every aspect of the plan and the plan sort of from a 10,000 foot perspective um, is, is, is a really important thing. I know you work towards that with, with your, um, with your members. And it's something that I know a lot of your team works towards every day, uh, yeah. trying to help every single person. So um, I think that, um, you know, speaking with your healthcare provider uh, is very important, but generally, generally speaking, the plan is a sound plan. It's not, uh, it, it is something that, um, that when used in conjunction with a very personalized and appropriate amount of water can really lead to great results. I'm I've seen it in, in friends, I've seen it in myself, I've seen it in, in, in people who reach out to me as a result of being on the plan. I put my patients on the plan, you know? I mean, you know, those who, who need help in that regard. Yeah. So, yeah. so so I think there's there are tremendous positives here, but the, but um, the personalization is key. And I know that's something that's really close to you and something that you, that, that really speaks volumes about you, how much you care about these people. Yeah. So. Yeah, we all just want to wake up, look good, feel good, be as healthy as possible and live long, fulfilling lives, you know. Um, yeah. Dr. Pfeiffer, I just, I could, I got goosebumps. I could talk to you all day, every day about this as a topic dear in my heart. I love that you have passion for the program. I just want to thank you for sharing your time. Honestly. So it, it's it's honestly a pleasure. Um, you guys are wonderful people. Um, you, you know, you're, you're, you're in it for the right reasons. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm I will give you as much time as you need. And uh, it's certainly a pleasure. And just wishing you guys a tremendous amount of success to all of the people that are on the plan. Stick with it, tough it out, you know, get over your, your, your obstacles and uh, stick with the team. And, um, you know, you'll, everybody will do great, hopefully. Amazing. Thank you. Dr. Pfeiffer, everyone. Uh, remember, if you want to watch this segment again or didn't watch it live, we're going to store it in the guides. We're going to turn, a, turn it into a podcast. It'll be on YouTube. Everybody needs to know this. Everybody needs to know this. Um, thank you so much. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah, amazing. Bye -bye. So good. Bye, everyone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.